Hey guys and gals, we're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra, and you're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. Buckle up because we're about to get gabbing. Well, we got ourselves a bonus episode. Yeah, we're coming in hot this week with two episodes. You know, we just had too much to to gab about this week. So we wanted to still give you guys some Bachelor commentary and also kind of update you on, I guess, some of the things we've been up to. Um, But we also recorded a fun episode with both of our moms that we still wanted to make sure you guys got in. And that episode ended up being like an hour. And we know anything more than an hour is just too much to take on at once. So we broke it up into two episodes for this week. Exactly. So if you are here for our bachelor, bachelorette commentary discussions, uh, keep listening. Um, if you just want to listen to us talk about our mamas, then or talk with our mamas, um, catch us at the end of the week. Yeah. But I want to touch on um, some not necessarily Bachelor-related um, items before we jump into the commentary. So this past weekend, we Sierra came up to Cincinnati and we hung out here. Obviously, not a lot to do uh, with COVID going on. So pretty much just hung out in my apartment and... Um, went around the city and took pictures just being basic like we do you know and uh, watched some SNL on Saturday like ate chili really the most just the most normal Um, we're just uh, being the camp counselor mom momager that I am uh, there were activities on the agenda and I told you all last week that I was getting Sierra into manifesting her dream life dream man Brendan you know um and so on Saturday morning uh not long after breakfast I made Sierra sit down and do a a little manifesting exercise it was just like a 20 minute reflection and then a little journaling prompt afterwards um and I know you mentioned it on the store or not on the story on on the IG um briefly I did but and and we didn't talk about it too much here when you did it and I saved my question specifically for now so that the whole world can know okay (laughs) so how how was your experience okay okay I got it yeah I was kind of like Okay, I have to say, whenever I was doing this at your house, I know that you weren't doing it because you've already done this before. So I was like, um, why is Mackenzie just, like, sitting here watching me do this? One, that made me, like, feel awkward. Well, I wasn't watching you. I was actually getting a stain out of my couch well, while she was doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, not watching me, but, like, you were just, like, around. And I'm like, this feels like a solitary thing, and I'm just, like, not alone. Um. <laughs> Like, but you were such like you were like the girl, the mom from like Mean Girls. You were like, "Do you need any snacks?" You're like, "Let me put on some music for you in the background and um, have a good time." And I'm like, "Okay, I'll just sit here and reflect." Um, 
but then afterwards I was just like done and I walked away and like we didn't even speak about it and I was like (laughs) well I didn't want you to feel pressured I know but I I was giving you your space you're like she was watching me and then you're like you didn't even ask about what I wrote I'm like I was trying to give you your space and time to reflect I wasn't gonna be like so are you gonna cry now no (laughs) no I'm not like mad you didn't ask me but I was just like I didn't know if I was supposed to be like so do you want to know about me (laughs) you know like that felt awkward too because I didn't want to be like so can I talk to you about my feelings I just was like um okay I guess we'll just (laughs) move on from this well I just I knew it was the, you know, it was a new experience, not new, like not like you've never done anything like this, but I was like, you know, this is outside of serious comfort zone. And I know you're not a big like feelings person all the time. And you are someone that has to sit with your emotions. You're not as like decisive and declarative, I guess, as I am. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let her soak it in and let it be. And if you want to share it, you can share it. But um, I didn't want to force you into that. So that was um, <laughs> the start to our Saturday. But I have follow-up questions. Okay. Yeah. A- ask me your question again. So um, <laughs> this is just, just typical me. Um, pushing for more out of love. You know, that's, that's me. Um, just lovely lovingly pushing people off cliffs um (laughs) figuratively figuratively obviously but um I'm curious if you're willing to divulge to the people on the podcast I know you mentioned in your caption that like some of the things you wanted to manifest or like the the type of person um qualities but uh, and I think those are all good things, but to me, I was like, those are things I already know Sierra is like, they felt safe to me. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that like in a, you are those things kind of way. Was there anything that you thought of while you were going through the manifesting exercise that felt hard to believe about yourself? Like you're still working on it of like, this feels really hard to believe and like really out of reach. Um, and like maybe something that feels slightly, I'm not telling you to do something you don't want to do on the podcast, but something that feels slightly uncomfortable to share because you're like, I don't know if I can do that or be that, or that can happen kind of thing. Yeah. The thing that I, the thing that I struggle with is that I feel like my goals or my vision for myself is somewhat selfish. So I have a hard time achieving or even thinking about this like dream life that I want to have because it seems like just, I don't know. It seems like a, again, like a almost a selfish kind of life. And so this is something that I like battle with internally. And what I mean when I say that is because the things that I love the most and like the things that I enjoy the most and that I wish I could do all the time um, and be successful at are things that are like entertainment 
you know, singing, dancing, art, creating things, you know, clothes, just whatever, anything creative and artistic outwardly um, Mm -hmm. and any kind of expression. Those are like my favorite things. And those are the things that I'm the hardest on myself about that I think that I could never do. I'm like, I love these things, but I could never do them full time or like as a career. Yeah. So I've always fall like, fell back on like plan B. And I'm just yeah. kind of like, do you think I'm like, well, I could never be that because I don't have this kind of personality or I don't have a lot of people that follow me or a lot of like, I don't have like hundreds of friends that would listen to if I ever wrote a song like you know what I'm saying so I'm like I'll just do this other more practical thing that I'm also really good at and just get by but like I'm Mm -hmm. instead of going for like the crazy wild thing because being like in the limelight or being a star if you will just seems kind of like crazy and selfish and like unrealistic yeah, but um, I think it's interesting that you use the word selfish because, you know, like, I wonder why, and I'm not saying you thinking it's selfish is wrong, you know, like the way that you feel is the way that you feel, but I wonder what underlying kind of like beliefs and experience have shaped your perception to think that it's selfish because I know that like you look up to so many artists and um, creative people and you would never think Taylor Swift is a total rock star how selfish of her you know <laughs> or like this person is an amazing designer like how selfish of them like they're able to share like you know like their talent and their creativity with the world and like that brings so much positivity and joy and just like people that are able to relate or you know, use their products, designs, songs, whatever it is in some type of way. And so, yeah, I'm like, I, I mean, you know, you already know that I know on like my, on my manifesting board, it's like, um, become Sierra's manager and make her a rock star. (laughs) So I'm like, I believe it. (laughs) I'm just trying to get Sierra to believe it. I'm like, well, I'm already there. Like I've got the tour schedule mapped out. Yeah, I don't I don't know what it is. Like I just don't I don't believe that I have like the makings of the people that I admire. So I just am like like I'm not like a you know, I would love to be that person. Like I would love to be like the the selfish part to me is that I want to be this role model of all the things that I love for someone else. But, like, how selfish of a dream is that? Like, that just seems, you know, like, some people are like, my dream is to cure cancer. And I'm like, my dream is that people will love me. <laughs> I'm like, that's but what I don't, it sounds like to I me. Don't, yeah, but I, I think that's, again, I, I, I don't mean any of this as an attack. I'm like, this is a... This is a McKenzie top love moment. I'm like, I think that that's like an underlying belief about something else because being a role model isn't selfish. I mean, I think that just again, like what I just said, like to want to be a role model, you, I think you think that because you've seen 
other people that you admire that inspire you in different ways. Like I know for me personally, being as basic as I am loving Taylor Swift, like when I was in high school, my freshman year and I hated the school I went to and I had no friends and I wrote a letter to Taylor Swift and (laughs) slight flex (laughs) and she wrote me back and like signed it. I was like, Oh my gosh, like this girl's awesome. She was just like me and like, look at her now. And she's so confident. She has all these things going for her and like whatever. And so, you know, I think that wanting to be a role model isn't necessarily like a vain thing. You know what I mean? But I, I totally understand where you're coming from. And I think we all have self-doubt to some level. So it's not like abnormal to have and like, oh, everyone's just manifesting their dream life and they have no doubts about themselves. Like, why are you so <laughs> weird, Sarah? Uh, if we want to make this like a real like full circle moment right now um, and bring it back to like the Bachelor and Bachelorette. I just feel like some of my goals, I'm like, is this for the right reasons, so to speak? Like, am I, do I want these things for selfish reasons? And I think deep down, I think the answer is no. I think I just truly love these things. But my inner self that like beats myself up about it is like, you know, thinks that I'm just like doing it for show or why do you just want people to like you or why do you just want people to, you know, subscribe to whatever I'm doing? Well, yeah. And I think on a, on a basic human level, we also have to recognize that to a certain degree, obviously to want, to want money, to want success, to want recognition and, For people to like you is a basic human need. You know what I mean? I think sometimes those things get painted so badly that it puts people in this mindset of like, if I make too much money, if I become too successful, if I become popular, that it's automatically a bad thing. And I'm not saying that those should be the only, you know, um, values that we hang our lives on, but those things are so innate in us. And I think that it's okay to recognize that desiring that to some degree is, you know, okay. So I I will not force you into any more um, (laughs) Ted talk or manifesting. We should just have like a segment manifesting with Mackenzie (laughs) on. We love, we love the episode. We love alliteration around here. I I love my alliteration. Uh, You know, I do, but uh yeah so that's what we were up to this <laughs> weekend i'm slowly getting sierra to become a rock star um and also working on getting her to manifest her relationship with brendan from the bachelor which i've already spoke on that i'm speaking it into existence for her or just any relationship honestly you know, if Brendan ends up being... See, no, no, okay. that's not how the manifesting okay. works. We're not going to just let anyone okay, in. but if Brendan, <laughs> Brendan ends up being the one for Tasha, like, good for him. Like, I'm... Okay, yes, if he does, but... We, we gotta go, you gotta just... You need the delusion. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's the delusion for me. It's missing. You just gotta believe you're gonna, like, marry Nick Jonas one day and... Nothing else. You got a lot of hope. Um, okay. So let's just go on and jump in 
to this episode. Okay, let's do it. Um, from the beginning. First, can we just say that before we started, um, we watched Bennett's Instagram story? Um, <laughs> yeah. So those of you that did not have the pleasure of seeing, um, Bennett posted on his Instagram story a little uh, video of him dancing with the tux on, a with the rose. And... It's interesting to say the least. It's the song he's like, allow me to reintroduce myself. <laughs> yeah, he, he's really pushing on the swagger. Oh, man. The footwork. Lay- layering it on thick. Yeah. <laughs> heavy on the swag, heavy on the footwork yeah. in that video. No um, um, I just wanted to put that because yeah. uh, basically the first thing that happens when the show starts is... Where we left off last week, which is Tasha, is just with um, Noah and Bennett, and they have to have their little discussion. And I just have to say, like when Tasha pulls Bennett first to talk to him, I'm like, Tasha is me when she's mad. Like when I'm mad, and when Tasha is mad, we're the same. She's she's she just makes kind of like blank stares at people. She's like short with him. She's just anytime he says anything, she's like, okay, all right, okay, sure. I'm like, that's me. That is me. I'm like, that annoys me. (laughs) If I am in a if someone is like talking at me and I'm mad at them, that's what I give back. It is annoying, but uh, that's me. I think, well, I think there's two different ways. If someone does something to intentionally, like, hurt you or something that's, like, mean and then they're, like, talking and you're not trying to have a conversation, I get it. But when you're having, like, a conversation about something that upset you, I'm someone that really, like, wants and needs to (laughs) – I'm Bennett. Uh, Let's hope not. But I'm (laughs) – I'm like, well, I need to know what I did wrong and, like, I want to apologize and this and that. And so when people just, like, shut down completely emotionally on me, which I have some people in my life that do that, um, and they just, like, turn stonewall, I'm like – it frustrates me because I'm like, well, how do you expect anything to – you know, I immediately go into my, like, productive mode of, like, well, we need to fix this and I'm trying to be better and you won't let me be better. But I I, I uh, think that Tasha handled – the situation very well given what was yeah going on. I do too I didn't think anything was inappropriate no, from her I mean I'm not saying she was inappropriate I just related to her response I'm like that would yeah. be me if I was sitting there and I had to listen to these two men tell me their side of the story and I was just like over it I wouldn't be wanting to be chit chatty either I'd be like mm-hmm, yep okay all right okay I've heard it all and then I'd be like decision time she wasn't like, yeah, so tell me more about this book that you bought um, and tell me more about, you know, I, it's like clearly she's over it. And that's all I mean. I don't mean like she's in an she's not really in an argument with either of them. She's just like over it. And so she's yeah. like not ready to draw this out, which which I yeah, which is totally understandable. I don't think any of us are here for this drama at this point. Um But essentially, she ends up sending Bennett home, basically saying that she the reasoning is because she felt like he's a really great guy. She has a connection with him. 
Um, but that she did feel a sense of him being condescending and that just like, wasn't something that she could see past. And I, you know, I agree with, like, I think Bennett is not like, you know, I don't think Bennett or Noah are, you know, as bad as they make them out to be on the show, but whether it's real or fake, you know, that, um, Bennett's condescending once you have that like impression of someone or if that's the the way that you interpret their behaviors I think that um ultimately at the end of the day like if you're being condescending to someone you can't you can't respect them if like if you're being condescending to someone you don't respect them and I don't think that you can love someone that you don't respect And so if you feel like your partner or whoever in your life is saying little like small condescending things to you, then it's like this person doesn't, they definitely don't love me and they don't even respect me. And so I think like I get it Um, whether or not, you know, that really is the way Benna is. Yeah. And I do think it was probably a red flag for her. Like no one hears the word condescending and is able to spin it in a positive way. Like it's just not possible. So, I mean, Bennett, there was no way that he could talk himself out of this. Like as soon as he had a target on him, that was condescending. Like that was it for him. So she sends him home and I have a couple of quotes from Tasha um, that, I thought were funny. Actually, this first one is from Bennett. When she walks him out, he goes, this was really working for me. (laughs) And I don't know why I thought that. I also love how he frequently uses the term, I just want to love you up. Yeah. Because he has now used that phrase in reference to both Noah and Tasha. Um, So (laughs) trademark love you up yeah just yeah he said this was really working for me he's like are you sure you want to do this and she's like um yeah this is what I have to do she sends him home and when she goes back into Noah and Noah is just sitting there like a smug little bug um yeah she goes don't be smiling this is not a victory for you I was like, tell him. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I know. Personally, and and no hate to Tasha. I think she I think she handled the whole situation well. Um, but I'm like, I would have sent both of them home. I'm like, I don't think that she it doesn't appear. Of course, you know, I don't know her feelings. Um, it just doesn't appear that she has a as deep of a connection with either of them as she does the other guys, and they're already putting themselves in this drama that just seems like a red flag. So I'm like, that would have been my call, but I think she handled the situation overall well. And, you know, I think, like I said, either, neither of the guys are the villains that, you know, they're made out to be on the show. And of course, like we give give commentary on here and I know I've um, may have called Noah slimy a couple times, but I did watch, he posted on his Instagram and IGTV yeah, the other I saw day that. that was like, like seven mm-hmm. minutes or so long. And he just kind of like talked about his perspective of the experience with Bennett and like, it, it just sounded so much more like understandable 
the way that he explained it. Um, and this is coming from someone who was, you know, definitely team Bennett and not for Noah before, but I know this sounds cheesy. <laughs> it comes from a quote that I've heard before and I, I forget who it's from. Um, but it's, it's hard to hate people close up. And I know that sounds really cheesy to describe someone on The Bachelor that I just like saw a clip from on Instagram. It's not like I know Noah close up, but I think when you actually get to know people in real life, you know, it's hard to hate people close up. And so neither of them are, you know, total villains, but clearly we're over the drama and we're ready to move on. I agree. I think Noah did kind of play at Tasha's heartstrings a little bit because he got a little bit emotional about it. Um, and so I think she felt bad, kept him around a little bit longer. Um, and we'll see where that goes, but basically then she, she goes right into her rose ceremony and, um, I mean, not much to mention there, except I do have one topic of conversation. Um, first of all, the people we lose, I believe are Ed, Ed, ding dong, Ed is gone finally. Um. I mean, we all saw it coming. Poor him. Poor Ed. knew it was coming. Um, Damar, which, I mean, I really liked him. Mocha Lock. I, like I really him, liked Damar. Especially now that I've seen him on Instagram. He seems just like a really nice, likable guy. Um, Blake yeah. is gone. One of our uh, tried and true responders on Instagram. And uh, Spencer. <laughs> Which I didn't see that coming. I know. Honestly, which I thought Spencer might make it a little, little bit longer. I mean, I saw it coming at this point, but like based on night one, I was like, oh, yeah, he's he came gonna in, be in the lead. And then he just, he came in hot and then fell directly yeah. to the back of the pack like yeah. immediately. So stranger, stranger things. things. But one topic I wanted to bring up is. Um, during the like little cocktail hour of the rose ceremony, Riley like gets with Tasha and he's just like, I know you like surprises. And he does this little like one week anniversary little like dessert thing, which I thought was really cute, but it made me think about people that I know or that I have known in my past that would celebrate small anniversaries. Like it's our six week anniversary. It's our 12 week anniversary it's our three month anniversary and I'm like what I don't understand that and I don't know if like I'm the only girl in the world that like thinks that those are stupid but I just I'm not for it if it's like not one year two year three year I'm not here for it I know that it was like a yeah thing. I'm not I mean saying his thing. I'm not <laughs> yeah I know you're not hating on it I'm like I think he probably just meant it in a cute way and again, I'm and talking about other it, people but... in the real world that actually celebrate these things. In the real world, yes, that are like, oh my gosh, it's been 37 days since we got married. It's like, okay. And, exactly. Like, um, but that's not. But like, and they're like, it's now been 65 days since we got married. I'm or like, like cool. my baby has not um, been alive for, you know, 24 weeks. What is that? That doesn't mean anything to me. <laughs> personally yeah I (laughs) I mean no hate like honestly post whatever you want to on the gram do your thing but yeah the 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 over posting of the anniversaries sometimes I'm like vomit that's just like too much to keep up with but every now and then like a random 
versary, you know, like it's seven months. I got you three pounds of chocolate. Like I wouldn't be mad about it, you know? Um, but I definitely would not be the girl to be like posting yeah, not weekly. Just, I just, I'm just <laughs> on thinking, the gram. Like I will never be that person. And I don't see myself being with someone else who wants to celebrate that often. I'm like, little surprises are great, but like, I don't know. Yeah, just like random. Because when you make it too, like when everything's a party every week, then it loses exactly. its like that's meaning, you know? Okay, that's all. That's all I wanted to say. Basically. Okay, <laughs> so. I'm sorry. How do you feel now that you're, um uh having to see ben kissing and taking his pants off you kissing. kissing are you okay um i'm fine um <laughs> uh i actually wanted to mention something else quickly okay. before we actually got into ben uh that zach got very emotional when they brought up like when Jojo came in and said like hometowns would yeah. be happening and love the vulnerability, like no hate at all, like for men crying or any of that, but it felt, it just felt odd. I, it seemed like maybe there was another reason behind it, which, you know, I know his family was like very um, pivotal in his, you know, recovery and, a lot of the hard things that he's been through. So it might just be like, you know, the emotions tied to that, but um, definitely just like clearly carries a lot more weight for Zach than maybe it does for some of the other guys. So that's all I wanted to mention before Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, I thought that was interesting too. I mean, it was touching, but also I'm like, yeah, it is a big deal. I don't know. I just am curious, like why they chose to show him in that moment. Yeah, and maybe it was just, like, a tough day and a big realization. You never Yeah. But, you know, um, just interesting. And I think it's worth noting, too, that things are moving very quickly because Tasha's season was kind of cut short because of Claire. So I will get into this more later, but I understand the guys feeling, some of them feeling overwhelmed by the idea of, like, next week being hometowns because we're on, like, a very fast track here. Yeah. So – you know that they've been they've been pulled all around between Clara and Dale and then Tatasha and now like we're full we're flying like full speed so um yeah so with that uh Ben gets picked for a one-on-one date um I can't blame Tasha at all can't blame her at all <laughs> uh so we have not seen Tasha and Ben on a one-on-one date yet, and they have a cute little um, date planned out by JoJo. Like a little scavenger hunt. Yeah, which I thought was cute and fun. It looked better than some of the other dates that we've seen. Uh, this season, of course, I told Sierra, you know, this is like the point where I just have to like put my blindfold on because I just... I like Ben, and he can't be going on dates with other girls. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, what? Um, no, I'm just teasing. But, I mean, Tasha's also amazing, so I can't blame him either. Can't blame either of them. Um, but, you know, they have a really cute date, obviously, doing the scavenger hunt. But then we get to the 
second portion of the date where Tasha, you know, really wants Ben to kind of open up and share about just share more about himself because she feels like he's kind of closed off. Yeah, she's like really trying to pull it out of him and he does open up eventually. Um, you can tell it's like very difficult for him. And we mentioned um, last week, I think we did. Maybe we just talked about it privately between us. I don't remember. But when we were talking about him kind of being open on his Instagram here recently and just like, you know, sharing little tidbits, very personal looking, you know, messages to his entire, you know, enormous uh, fan base. Following. Following. Um, but he's pretty open about his therapy. Mm-hmm. And- yeah, I had I had mentioned it. I saw it on he was on um, Becca and Rachel's podcast, and I've listened to it. And he talked about how he was like a big fan of therapy and how he, you know, has gone to it for years, but also was a pivotal part of him preparing to actually go on the show. And just how important that was to him. And I may or may not have sent you a Snapchat. I was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And he loves therapy. Like, wow, this is going to go great okay. for us. So then that's what it was. I'm like, I can't remember, but I know we talked about this. But so he's yeah. been open recently um, publicly about therapy and how much he endorses it. And um, he he kind of shares that with Tasha um, when he opens up about two failed suicide attempts basically um and it's a really dark path we know um but this season has been nothing short of like real life experiences and so i just commend the franchise for continuing to let these conversations happen and Mm -hmm. um i know that that's not an easy thing to talk about and it's very apparent that he had a hard time but um I feel like you could just tell that a weight was like lifted off of his shoulders like in that conversation yeah I I it was shocking um to kind of like hear that from him I definitely like was not expecting it um and we know that so many people that do struggle with you know um mental illness are sometimes like the happiest, most positive people out there. And I think that's definitely been with, you know, just how much positivity and like love for other people that he, you know, radiates. And so, you know, it, it's surprising, but it's not because a lot of people, you know, do go through these types of things. And it was clear how hard that was for him to share. I mean, he even said like, his sister is the one that got him through everything and she didn't even know. And I'm like that. I, I'm like, I may or may not have been crying watching this part of the show. Um, because like, I don't know, just so much of what he said about um, his, you know, like really relying on his sister and not wanting to be like an extra burden or to put any more you know anything else on anyone else's plate just like absolutely broke my heart because I I don't know if his sister is older or younger than him um but I have a younger brother and I am an older sister 
and I'm not saying my um, brother is suicidal or anything like that, but I've definitely had those moments in the past where I've felt like my brother or even other people in other areas of my life have, I, I could feel it. I could feel it that they didn't want to put anything else on me. And that just breaks my heart because I like, that's the last thing that I want. You know what I mean? Like not for someone to feel like they can't fully open up or can't share those dark you know, sides of themselves because they're just afraid that they're going to burden someone else. And that's like my biggest fear because I'm someone that my, you know, mental illness thing is anxiety. And I just create these ridiculous, crazy, horrible situations where something goes wrong with someone that I love or that I care about and I couldn't do anything about it. And so I'm like, I was just <laughs> crying watching that. I mean, I, I so commend Ben for being able to, you know, open up about it and all the other conversations that have happened um, this season from all of the guys. But it was just, you know, refreshing to see. And I'm like, it inspired me. Like I said, my brother's not suicidal. So I don't want anyone to like get this idea from my reaction to this. Um, but I was just like, wow, that's so inspiring that he shared his story and also inspiring that like his sister is such a positive, you know, light in his life and that she's around for him. So it inspired me to send a little text to my brother just to check on him today and see how he was, um, doing. So, uh, checked in with him and talked to him a little bit tonight. Um, and yeah. So that's kind of my thoughts and reaction on that. But uh, unless you have something more you want to share on that, I feel like there's a very important note at the end of Ben's date that we need to talk about. Um, the only thing that I want to mention else about date in general, I feel like you um, said your piece about, you know, him and his story specifically. So I, I won't touch on that anymore, but I do want to talk about um, the musical guest. But okay. basically, talk away. I had no idea who the musical guest was. I didn't know at all. But I liked his, I liked his vibe. I. And so immediately when they showed his name on the screen, I like looked him up. And so I wanted to know his name. I wanted to know like the name of his album, the name of the song he was playing. And okay, so his name's Adam Hambrick. And he yeah. has an EP that just came out like December 2nd. And it's called Give Her a Rose EP. And it's this little country EP, and it's, like, so cute. I'm like, okay, I'm going to listen to this already on my way to work tomorrow. I already know it. So, anyways, I just thought that was an interesting little side note, but um, not that serious or important. So, what were you going to say? <laughs> um, I was going to say that Taisha low-key drops on us at the end of the date, not to Ben, but in her side interview, we get an audio clip where she says, I really love Ben. I'm like, I did not hear that. Um... She 100% said it. Um, you know I'm paying attention. I'm like, because you just like not fall in love with him. Okay, but um, she didn't say no, again. I love Ben. She said, I really love Ben. That's what she said. Yeah. Yeah. Which I get is I different be than different. being like, I'm in love with Ben. But I don't toss around like, 
oh, I really love this person. I get people do. I'm just saying it's the first time we've heard even something playful like that about one of the guys. So I was like, okay, wow, that's that's like a big, bold statement. So um, clearly things are progressing with her and Ben, and they have a strong connection, and rightfully so, because they're both wonderful people. Um, so uh, then we move on to the group date where we have the lie detector. I want to vote that, like, I mean, I don't think anyone from ABC or the Bachelor franchise is listening, but if they are, um, I cast my vote for this being a date every single season. Like, I mean, you get to learn a lot about someone in just, like, seconds. So this would really speed up the process, honestly. I'm here for it. Yeah, well... I, I am fine with it. I'm like, I kind of agree with Riley. I know they're not 100% reliable. So I would be like terrified that I would get like a wrong result on mine. And then people think something wrong about me. Um, but yeah, I thought it was overall, again, better than some of the dates we were getting from Claire at the beginning. <laughs> so, you know, I, I will take it. It gave us some juicy info. So we have like the little moment with... Um, Zach saying that he cheated before, which of course they teased on the previews, like it was going to be some big juicy yeah, thing, and then we find out, out he cheated in like the sixth grade or something. I know, and I was like, okay, I was hoping it was going to be juicier, but honestly, glad it wasn't because I think that Tisha also has a very strong connection with Zach, and I can really see them ending up together at the end of this. Yeah. And then another one was, like, Brendan. Like, his was, you know, saying that he was lying about being ready to meet her parents and her meeting his parents. And, again, we kind of touched on it already, but it's, like, that's understandable to be, like, are you ready? Yeah. I mean, you can still be excited for something and not be feel ready. Like, just feel like overwhelmed like oh my gosh I was dating Claire three weeks exactly. ago and now there's this new girl and she's gonna meet my family yeah and, yeah the it's a lot that you're overwhelmed doesn't mean that you don't want it to happen it just means like a lot for me to take in at once um so I think he kind of like explained himself well but that one they they kind of set that one up too like a oh no he's a liar <laughs> And, like, same for Riley, too. Like, they just ask him what his name is, and he says his name, and they're like, lie. <laughs> like, what? Wrong. He's and a like, murderer. Riley's not even Riley. <laughs> Who is this man? <laughs> He's a fraud. Oh, man. He's living a double life. <laughs> oh, man. And Ivan's like a little angel baby, passed with, like, flying colors. <laughs> like, everything is green. He's so pure and fun. Gotta love Ivan. I know. I know. I want to see more one-on-one time with Tasha and Ivan because I really liked their time I together. Know. So I feel like we haven't got as much of that I recently. Feel like Ivan would worship the ground that she walked on, like truly. And he's just a little exactly. angel baby. And I don't know if that's what Tasha is looking for, but if she, if it's not, she's crazy <laughs> because that's just how I see him being with the person that he falls in love with, and he for sure is falling in love with her like it's obvious yeah and we also i forgot to mention talking about zach um after they 
you know, talked about the little cheating thing that Tasha or he he told Tasha that he was falling in love with her and Tasha told him that she's falling in yes. love with him. So that's the first falling in love we've heard out loud verbally between the two because the thing about Ben, she just set off camera. Yeah, that was major, major. That was the first like, I'm falling in love with you. I'm falling in love with you too. And I'm like, oh, this could get her into deep waters. You know, we've seen this before. She's already said when she did the lie detector t- test herself, that she's falling for more than one person. So is it between Zach and Ben? Like, we don't really know yet. And then I don't know if we're ready to hop into the surprise of it all. Are we ready? Or is there more that you want to say about this? (laughs) No, no, let's just get the show on the road. Um, Then I don't, I don't know who let him in, but Bennett is back. And, (laughs) Who opened the gate? Not only is he back, but he also professes his love for Tasha. He's just like, I love you. He doesn't say I'm falling in love with you or I have strong feelings for you. He's just like, I love you. And I don't know why Tasha isn't like, okay, but I sent you home. So like, I'm sorry. But she doesn't. She's just like, okay, I just really need to think about it. And I'm overwhelmed. And I'm like, girl. Well, we did see in, you know, the lie detector test that she said, they said, do you regret sending anyone home? And it was like orange, you know, whatever that means. Um, So I think she was kind of having second guesses about sending Bennett home. And I'm not saying she needs to take him back or anything like that. But I think that his little speech or whatever, when he did come back, did show a little bit more of the true side of Bennett. Like, I genuinely don't think Bennett is a bad guy. And I think that his intentions are really pure. It's just that the way that certain, I think because sometimes he can almost speak too perfectly about certain things and the way that he dresses and the way that he looks and all of those things combined is what kind of makes him seem robotic or calculated or condescending or whatever people I think try to portray him out to be but I just don't know that there was a reasoning in him coming back and telling her that he loved her other than because he actually meant it especially because of how understanding and patient he was with it like I I know this doesn't have to change anything and I don't need you to give me a response right now and I just needed you to know this, like, which is totally opposite than I'm like getting flashbacks of um, Luke P on Hannah Brown season, who was just crazy and was like forceful with his return. You know, like, I feel like Bennett truly was just like, this was on my heart and I just need you to know. Yeah. One or the other. I mean, on one, I- I'm on the fence on this one. I used to be full on Bennett Stan and now he's, He's, he's looking a little American psycho for me. He's He came back. He says, I love you. He is patient. He is all those things. But you're not, you're not saying these things in like a stripped down, vulnerable way. And that's what I can't get over. And, and then just the preview for next week when he just kind of waltzes back in and is like, I'm back. Like, y'all look like y'all seen a ghost. I'm like, it's 
it's just the the cockiness a little bit for me which maybe he's joking and maybe he thinks that's funny but like I don't know I'm on the fence I'm like I I don't think I don't think yeah we I I don't but I just think he's he's a little much and now I'm I'm not convinced anymore that he's like as amazing as I originally thought he is I don't think he's horrible again but I'm just like this yeah this yeah we talked on it last week we think there we think that there's reasons that Bennett is the way he is just like there are reasons that we are the way that we are you know so well, that's that. That's basically we will it. see. <laughs> that that is the episode. Um, we know that we are getting two episodes next week. Both, um, I'm assuming the rose ceremony that we are leading up to currently, um, the decision of who's going to get hometowns, and I would assume the hometown dates, and also the mental. Yeah. So we it's got a lot. lot. I got to rearrange week. my schedule for this. Like I don't. I was not planning for this. Nobody let me know. So I could not plan ahead. And now I'm stressed a little bit. But we'll we'll figure it out because I am a dedicated watcher of this season. So I'll figure it out. And we'll let you know our thoughts next time.